Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of the Starkville Daily News, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you on a Wednesday morning, we think. We're pretty sure. It's all starting to run together for us here. Uh, we we have been here at the Super Talk Studios. Here's the deal: we started. I I, I start. I said what I just said. This is Thunder and Lightning. A good hour and a half ago. Yes, you did. And we got about seven minutes into that podcast, and then things started started rumbling, for lack of a better term. And uh, we sat here and waited it out about as long as we were willing to. Things rumbled, and then we struck the podcast. Yes. So here's what we're gonna do. If you, if you didn't see on Twitter, uh, and we'll, we'll we'll thank our sponsors and all that in just a minute. Um, we're just going to do a podcast here. We're going to talk about what's going on with the coaching search, everything that happened on uh, on Tuesday, of which there is plenty to talk about. Uh, and then we'll we'll because so many of your questions from the rumblings came when it looked like Joe Judge was going to happen, and then it looked like Todd Grantham was going to happen, and now we're sitting here and it was like Steve Sarkeesian is going to happen. And by the time we get finished with this, it could be done, and we could be we might talk for twenty thirty minutes and not have might have to just delete the whole damn thing. <laughs> One, buddy. <laughs> I'm doing my best. So we'll see where it takes us. All right. But like I said, thank you guys for tuning in at supertalk.fm or wherever you're getting your podcasts. We appreciate you guys tuning in, especially the servicemen and women who are out there taking care of us. We also want to thank our sponsors, Strange Brew Coffee. Some turns. You may be heading to Strange Brew when this is over. I, I've had it earlier today. Maybe you might need another shot. Twofer. And me another shot of that juice. We, 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 we might have to go that route. Um, I could go for. Some ice cream, to be totally honest. A little sugar rush. Need something here. Uh, so you got that. Check them out. Check out their new location over there on University Drive. Now open 5 a.m. to midnight. So if Joel and I don't ramble too long, it might that might happen. Uh, I also want to thank College Corner, our good friends over there. They are uh, taking care of you and us in the Capital City area. They have two locations. Over in Ridgeland, they're by Fleet Feet. Over in Flowood, they are by the Half Shell or you can just shop anywhere in the world at collegecornerstore.com and they'll take care of you with their huge selection of MSU merchandise. Baseball season is one month and one week from today. When you come to Do Noble for that first weekend or if you're headed up for a basketball game or for whatever, just to, to go around town, get your stuff from College Corner and be looking at your absolute best. All right, Joel. We, we were going to do a podcast. If we had done a podcast today about 9 a.m., 10 a.m., it would have been welcoming Joe Judge to uh, Mississippi State as the new head coach. And then a guy that a lot of people spent a lot of time yesterday saying not qualified to be the head coach at Mississippi State is now the head coach of the New York Giants. The New York football Giants, one of the, I don't know, top five franchises in the league. Yeah. And he's the coach there now. Uh, you know, as as getting the curtain pulled out from underneath you, the rug pulled out from underneath you goes, that's got to be a real kick in the uh, you-know-what for John Cohen. To think you've got your guy, and then you find out the New York Giants have hired him. Yeah. 
I mean, what can you do, though? I, Nothing I know that, you can do. I, I know that John Cohen, in the court of public opinion, has and will. Um, well, I say will. By the time you listen to this, I mean, it could be a coach already hired, and and uh, so maybe not so much. But, you know, at least over the course of the day on Tuesday, I know that in the court of public opinion, this search looked like a mess. And, and part of that had to do with Joe Judge, a guy that you thought was basically in the boat going to the New York football giants. And you can't – you just can't blame Cohen. You can't. I, I believe it was reported, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that Judge is making in the ballpark of, what, like $7 million a year? $7 million. He wasn't going to make $7 million a year at Mississippi State. He might not have made $7 million in two years. Yeah. Um, they're, they're just – there, there just wasn't anything Cohen could do there. I don't see that as Cohen dropping the ball. No, I don't see that as Cohen. That tells you you're sort of on the right guy. Yeah, doesn't I mean, it? You got Bill Belichick calling up the Giants, vouching for Joe Judge. Um, look, I know there was some risk with Joe Judge. I'm not trying to to downplay that. Um, even had he come in, you know, he he was likely going. I mean, he was a young guy himself. Was likely going to hire young coordinators, some of which maybe all of which didn't have much SEC experience. And so you're going to have a young coaching staff cutting their teeth in the SEC West. It's not ideal. Um, so I know that, that the hire could have possibly had its had its flaws and detractors. Um, but at the end of the day, Joe Judge is a highly, highly thought-of guy. And so you cannot blame Mississippi State for zeroing in on him. And like kind of like you said, I think the New York Giants hiring him – is a validation that, that you are after a guy that a lot of folks think is a rising star. I mean, we, I think was it you who made the analogy about about Margot Robbie with me earlier today? I think I thought you made that analogy earlier. Okay, today. Well, one of us. And I, we, I said I made the the comment on Twitter uh, Monday after Chiswick said he removed himself from Canada. I said, well, I've removed myself from the candidate of marrying Margot Robbie. <laughs> you know, this wasn't an ideal fit. And the the comment I made was this: It would be like if Margot Robbie reached out, was like, hey, yeah, I'll go out with you. And we're going to go out, and then the last minute, DiCaprio shows yeah. up. Like, no, we're going out. Yeah, we were talking about that. What can I do? It's DiCaprio. You know, it's the same thing. So it's the same thing with John Cohen. What can he do? It's the NFL. It's that's that's the, the that's the highest level there. Not, so. not just the NFL, but an NFL team that's paying him at least twice of what he was probably going to so make here. So I, I'm not a huge, uh, you know, this this search hasn't. It's been okay for me. It hasn't been the most locked down thing in the world. But to use that as a, an example of how this search has gone off the rails and, oh, it's just embarrassing, the guy got an NFL head coaching job. How is that embarrassing? It'd been one thing if he it's, – it's embarrassing if he take, it's, he's got your job and Troy, and he takes Troy. That's embarrassing. Uh, or, you know, he's, he tells you, I'm going to stay with the Patriots and, and not get a promotion there. That's embarrassing. He got a job with one of the top – NFL franchises. He's now their head coach. And even if he only coaches two years, he's going to make $14 million. Buddy, Joe Judge, get 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 your money. Congratulations to him. Yeah. You know, there's now a Mississippi State alum as an NFL head coach. It's a good day for Mississippi State on that front. Yeah. But it was a bad day in terms of you lost out on your guy. So that was between 10 and 11. Is that right? I don't, I don't remember. Maybe earlier than that. Maybe a little earlier. And then it turned into, uh, it, for about an hour, it was Todd Grantham. Todd Grantham, that, Gators HQ, whatever that is, is tweeting out that this it's done, it's done deal. 
I had a nickel for every done deal we've dealt with. I, I could, I could, I could pay my house off. Uh, I would just like to go on record and say that Joel T. Coleman has not reported that anything was a done deal anywhere at any point. And neither has Brian Hayden. <laughs> you haven't, you have not seen the words "done" or "deal" from me, um, especially not used in conjunction with one another. Uh, so that happened, and then it turned into going back to Billy Napier. That you know that he had he had become suddenly uh, respect responsive and open to the idea of uh, that happening, and then we you know that that sort of lingered through the evening. We we kind of had a quiet period there for a, a, right. a little bit, and then like I said, Joel and I crank up. We're, we're ready to do thunder and lightning, and and, and here's the, here's the God's honest truth. My day. Right after the uh, the Joe Judge news broke, mm-hmm. I was checking on Steve Sarkeesian because yeah. I, I I recognized that that he was a guy that early on in the process was reportedly interviewed and things. So I, I mean, just doing my due diligence, going back trying to track some of the folks that, that John Cohen had talked to, he was obviously one of them. And as of right after the Joe Judge. Uh, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. um, taking the Giants' job. I don't want to say spurn state. Yeah, I don't but, want to say it's a debacle. Yeah, right Right after all that went down, um, yeah, I checked in, and, and, and the folks that I talked to, I mean, I, they didn't say that Steve Sarkeesian wasn't interested. It just kind of seemed like it was just kind of over a little bit. Like it, it, it didn't seem like there was uh, much there, so to speak. Um, seemed like the, the, that the heat may have been elsewhere on another candidate somewhere. So I, I kind of... I don't want to say I forgot about Steve Sarkeesian, um, but I kind of put him on the back burner in my mind, checking on other things. And then we come here to do a podcast tonight. And, and here we are. And here we are. It turns into now the, the rumor mill is hot for Steve Sarkeesian, Alabama offensive coordinator, former Atlanta Falcons offensive coordinator, former head coach at USC, former head coach at Washington. Uh, a guy who you know took over a Washington program that was – in really bad shape, 0 and 12 the year before he got there, and he completely rebuilt them, uh, had them as an eight eight win team on his way out the door, um, left behind a solid foundation that Chris Peterson sort of built that team that you've seen in recent years. Um, goes to USC, wins nine games his first year there, and looks like you know things are going to be good there, and then his personal demons get in the way. He he's, he he you know find out that he's an alcoholic and. You know, he can't. He doesn't have that under control. They let. They had to let him go, and he sort of, you know, rebuilt himself in in the Saban Rehab Center, both, you know, professionally and 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 personally. It appears. Uh, like I said, got the job in the in the NFL, and now apparently, you know, is is the hot name to to take over here at Mississippi State. It's really, really something to me that it's possible that two former USC head coaches will be piloting State and Ole Miss this year. Now, like I said, Sarkeesian's obviously not a done. Not a done deal. Two two former Alabama offensive coordinators. These two guys, their their careers have sort of gone the Parallel, same way. Yeah. The only difference is that Sarkeesian never got another head coach, hasn't gotten another head coaching job since then, whereas Lane was able to get the, the Florida Atlantic job. Just first thoughts of, of, of Steve Sarkeesian, if he is the guy. Cohen talked so much about fit the other day. Does Sarkeesian strike you as a good fit for Mississippi State? <sighs> He's a guy now that has coached in the South, a guy that has coached in the SEC, a guy that has been a head coach. He checks a lot of the boxes. Um, 
when I think around to the candidates that that Mississippi State has, well, they, they hadn't announced anything. When I think around to the candidates that have been reported, that have interviewed, or that have been seen as hot names, you may disagree with this. Feel free to. I, I didn't understand why Sarkeesian wasn't right up there with the, the Napiers and everything else. In the world. At least it, it seemed like Napier and Joe Judge were always 1A, 1B in some order there. Um, and maybe Grantham was option three. Like It seemed like Sarkeesian was pretty far down the list. And I don't know, in my, in my mind, you know, why, why would you not explore the guy that has actually led a program before? In big time college football, like why, why would you not go the Sarkeesian route over, say, a Grantham or a Joe Judge? Two guys that, well, one guy is now the head coach of the Giants, and, and Grantham may be a head coach somewhere, somewhat day, and they may both find a ton of success. But I just think that State is in a, a spot right now where why don't whether it's Sarkeesian or somebody else, I, I almost thought going into the search a few days ago that State slam dunk was going to hire a, a head coach. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of surprised me when Judge gained as much momentum as he did and darn near became the head coach at Mississippi State. Um, so I, all that to say, I mean, I think that this is a good move. Uh, you have said before that you like offensive-minded head coaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do. Here, here you go. Um, it checks that box. State needs offense. I think defensively you bring in a good coordinator, you're, you're – you got some good young talent on defense coming back. Um, I just feel like this is a – if it goes down this way, and it as we sit here tonight at darn near 1030 on, on Tuesday night, if it goes down this way, I think that it is a pretty good move. I agree. I, I like I, – I like his resume – the, the the personal issues are the only that, that's really the only black mark. I mean, he won nine games, right? So at USC, it, it see it stands to reason for me that had his had he not gotten in his own way, that he was on the path to be a successful head coach at Southern Cal, you know. And then that Nick Saban has entrusted him with the offense and entrusted him with the prized possession of Tua. And and you know that's the guy he wanted to. And Tua and he had a very tight relationship, from what I can tell. That uh, you know he recruited Tua back when Tua was you know I guess an eighth grader or something. But when he was at USC, so just for me, offensive coach, younger guy. You know I, I obviously will have some questions about how he would recruit here in the South. His staff is going to be something you have to look at. If I'm if I'm him, I might come in and try to keep a couple of guys for sure. Like the first time, Bob Shoup is the first guy I think of. Maybe Terrell Buckley. Just keep a couple of guys. Tony Hughes. You might keep a good bit of the defensive staff to be totally honest, um, and figure it out from there. But we'll see who who all it is. And of course, nothing's done. You know, we're sitting here. We're. I feel like we're sort of uh, in the same spot as we sit here and record this show as we were 24 hours ago. A little bit. Um, yeah. In that. When we all went to bed on Monday night, I think all of us were convinced that Joe Judge was going to be named as the head coach the following day. I think John Cohen was convinced. That. Yes, and, and and that's putting words in his mouth a little bit, but I think that's a safe assumption. Yeah. Um, and as we sit here tonight on Tuesday night, I think that we all kind of believe that 
maybe by the time many of you listen to this, Steve Sarkeesian may be the head coach of Mississippi State. What happens if that's not the case? I mean, I think uh, State state is reaching a point, though. If if Sarkeesian says no, if this doesn't work out. It's where you start dipping into that Mark Hudspeth, Bill Clark Well, you start, well, first of all, I don't consider Clark and Hudspeth on the same tier. Clark would be above Hudspeth. To me, too. I I am just convinced that Bill Clark has told his agent, Here's five jobs I'm interested in. The rest don't don't bring them to me. I'm not interested. Um, but state's going to get to a point, and if it's not Sarkeesian, it's going to come very soon after that, where they're just going to they're going to offer the job to somebody who they knew, know will not say no. That's probably Mark Hudspeth. Um, you know that if you offer Mark Hudspeth this job, he will take it. No questions asked. He'll figure out the rest when he gets there. So we'll see. You know. It'll be another hit to public perception. This would be one that I would feel got away from John. I can't. I can't blame John Cohen for not being able to get Joe Judge. I can't really blame him for not being able to get Billy Napier because that's a guy who knows he's got a lot of options. We'll see what happens with Baylor. He knows that he's got a great team returning to Louisiana next year, and he will probably be in the exact same catbird seat that he is this year. Yeah, and there's rumors he's like I'd South, South Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, and that so. job is going to open up. If you said made me predict, I mean, I have no faith in Will Muschamp. So why would that job not open up? So, um, yeah, he, he's a man with options, and and like we said before, he's coaches lever. have egos, and if he believes he can come back and and have a solid year, you know that those options will be right there for him in a year. So, so we'll see what happens with that. But right now, you know, as we sit here on a uh, on a Tuesday night, looking around at things, it looks like. Sarkeesian is going to be the guy. Yeah. There's a lot, of, you know, when Paul Paul Jones is put Paul Jones is one of those guys who not much for putting stuff out when he's not pretty sure. Yeah. You know. He's I, he's not an attention seeking look at what I broke kind of yeah. dude. And he's, on top of that, even the way he put it he's like, you know, it there's a lot of fire right now. Yeah. You know, it's not just smoke, there's some fire, but Yeah. I believe someone here I am giving away some 24/7 content, but I believe later on he said he was somewhere around the realm of 99% confident. Yeah. So I mean, it sounds like this thing, and kudos to Paul for, for finding out that info, but it sounds like this thing is, is probably it's probably going to happen. That said, Joe Judge is probably going to happen too. So at least as we record, it's too early to take anything to the bank. Whether or not – can we go back here for just a second to this search as a whole? Yeah. Which, do, uh, do you, which lead MSU reporter Neil McCready describes as a disaster, by the way. I just want to point that out. Just, just happened? Just now, yeah. All right, well, that, that's a perfect lead-in because I want to disagree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah. Because uh, maybe – look, I, I'm not criticizing Neil here. I know you might. <laughs> but – Neil, I mean, Neil's been working in this business a long time. He may have talked to some folks I hadn't talked to. So, you know, kudos to Neil if he if he's done that. But I think that – Raises John, the whole question of why he's doing it, but sure, go ahead. I, I think that John Cohen – has taken maybe a little bit more of a, a beating than he should have. Mm-hmm. And and I say that because some of the things that we just talked about, like with Napier. Yeah. I mean, if you got a guy that wants to weigh his options, you got a guy that wants to weigh his options. What can you do about that? Right. Joe Judge. You got a guy getting paid $7 million a year to coach the New York Giants. You can't blame a guy for taking that route. Right. Um, some of the things today on my timeline that, that Cohen has kind of taken, you know, some hits for – uh, Bob Shoup was definitely interested in being the head coach at Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
my sources tell me that John Cohen was never inter- interested in Bob Shute being the head coach of Mississippi State. But because I, it was reported by me originally that Bob Shute was interested in, and uh, it was kind of viewed at as a mistake on Cohen. I mean, it's not Cohen's fault that somebody wants the head coaching job kind of deal. So he kind of took a little bit of heat for that. Uh, I, I don't know. In, in my mind, it's just – I mean, has it been perfect? Did you just have a guy – in line to, to take the job, and then he took it? No. But to me, it's not the utter disaster well, that it's been painted to be. Th- this is the, the, the issue here. Is, and we talked about this. We talked about how it, it reached a point with Joe Moorhead that the gamble was the higher probability. This is what the gamble is. This is what I meant by that it's a gamble. Yeah. That there wasn't going to be... The, 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 the point was this. You had to fire Joe Moorhead. Everything that happened after that decision... Is just whatever happens. Is there? But you couldn't go any further with Joe Moorhead. That, that's where I want to go with right here. Is there any hire that John Cohen could make that would make you think, yeah, he should have just kept Joe? I mean, obviously there are some terrible hires. Sylvester Croom. I mean, I'm just yeah, uh, but but uh, of, of, the, of, of like of realistic. The, yeah, uh, if you, I mean, and you don't have to name them if you don't want to because God knows we may end up covering them. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there are people that if if it had come to that, I, I would have thought maybe you're just better off with Moorhead for another year. But here's the thing: we don't know the, the ins and outs. It might have just been to the point where it, you weren't better off at all. You're better off not doing anything, just just not having a coach than having Joe Moorhead. That, that's that's where I, I kind of do think that this has been a disaster a little bit. And disaster is a strong word. When we had this conversation back a week ago or whenever, the, the multiple times we've had it. I mean, I've, I've always stuck by this um, regardless of, of why you're making the coaching change in most cases. I mean, every now and then you have a scandal or something, you just got to get rid of the coach, and if you don't have anybody, you don't have anybody. You just figure it out. But I've always been of the opinion, like, the, the situation's got to be really, really, really bad for you to get rid of a coach and not have the successor lined up. you agree with that? Like, yeah. Are you surprised? Was things really so bad with Moorhead that you couldn't have the success? Or, or maybe he thought he did have the successor lined up and end up either, either Napier or Judge and ended yeah. up didn't happen. I mean, I guess there's that too. But yeah, I mean, we've talked about it before. There's no such thing as a sure thing in coaching searches with with 95 percent of the schools that are out there. You know, Alabama can get a sure thing. Alabama can call Dabo and they can maybe get him. In Mississippi State. They're just just limited in who they can get, um, regardless of the situation. And so, you know, yeah, maybe it's possible that he thought Napier was going to come, or maybe he thought, you know, hey, Joe Judge will definitely come. And then, you know, when both of those things go wrong, you're sort of left scrambling a little bit. But at the end of the day, just take some names away from stuff and just look on paper and tell me you're hiring Alabama offensive coordinator. Well, you know, when you hired Florida offensive coordinator, it worked out pretty good. Yeah. You know, you're hiring a guy who has coached at two Power Five schools, has been a coordinator for the best program in the country, has been a coordinator for an NFL team. His resume is good. If it, if the guy had not had the, the personal issues, obviously his career would be different anyway, but just for whatever reason, he steps down at USC. Nobody has these issues with him. So, you know, when you when you say it like that, it's like, okay, they went to a, a, a guy who's the most the hottest head coaching candidate available right now. Then they went to an alum who has an incredible and intriguing resume who ended up getting an NFL head coaching job. 
And then the third guy they went to has been a Power 5 head coach, a coordinator for Alabama, and a coordinator in the NFL, and has been successful basically everywhere he's gone. How can you term that as a disaster? Yeah. You know, they're not they're not pulling guys yeah. off off the trash heap over here. Yeah, is it squeaky clean? No, <laughs> you know, did it did it just go off without a hitch? No, but that that's what I was trying to say as we started this. It has been termed a disaster, and, and in some texts today, I've kind of joked around with folks saying, "Yeah, it's off the rails a little bit." Uh, but I just John Cohen's going to take a bit. But if he lands Sarkeesian. I, I, disaster is not what this was. No, I mean, was it kind of wild? Yeah, I, I can I can go with wild. Uh, quite frankly, in yours and yours and I business, you know, writing, talking, mm-hmm. wild's good for us. Yeah, <laughs> it's best for business. Um, but I don't know. Disaster is when you end up with like a different sport, but a Rick Ray. Right, that's a disastrous. Think about the guy, the names that came through that search: Shaka Smart, Greg Marshall, uh, Steve Prom, Bryce Drew. I mean, you heard legitimately like six, seven different names, yeah. And each one was worse than the one before it. So then finally, you end up with an un. You know, the last three guys were Mike Davis, Kenny Payne, and then Rick Ray gets the job. That's a disastrous coaching search. This is again. Hottest coaching candidate in the country who will in all likelihood be at South Carolina next year, if I had to guess. Guy who gets NFL head coaching job, former Power Five head coach, now coordinator for the best team for the best program in the country. Again, that, that if that's a disaster, well then you are a person who's and I guess Neil McCready is one of these people, your expectations of MSU football are incredibly high. Incredibly high if that's a disaster for you. And I'm not trying to spin this, and I certainly don't want to be accused of toting water. And the guy hasn't even been hired yet. But Sarkeesian ticks a lot of boxes. Now, the, the ones I don't know about, the, when we talked about, uh, when John talked about uh, hard edge and discipline, I don't know about that because this is a guy who's been out of the Pac-12, and I don't. when I think of Pac-12 football, the hard edge and discipline's not the first thing that comes to my mind. So, you know, it'll, it'll be interesting to see who he brings on board with him. Um but he, you're, but you said it earlier. He ticks a ton of boxes. Offensive guy who's been a, a multiple offensive guy. He's run different styles of offense. He was more of a pro style guy at USC. We've seen when he does. He did at Alabama. When he was at Washington, they ran the quarterback a lot, which is right up MSU's alley. I, I don't think he is beholden to one scheme, so that's good. Um, Seems like he's not hard headed. That's a plus. It's so rare. It's so rare these days. <laughs> Maybe he's the first coach, and we'll we'll talk about that. Likes to win somebody else's way sometimes. Um, but yeah, I'm not gonna pin this this searches. Now look, if we wake up tomorrow and it's not Sarkeesian, then you start getting into okay, it's not looking good. It's it's not the way you want it to be. But this is if, if this guy is the third choice, that's a pretty good third choice. You could do a hell of a lot worse as a third choice than the Alabama than the Alabama offensive coordinator. Simple as that. And for anybody who says, oh, well, you have all this talent, Alabama, well, that's great, but it doesn't, you still have to produce. You know, just because MSU had three first round picks on defense last year doesn't mean that they're just going to wake up in the morning and be great. You know, those same guys were on defense the year before that, and they weren't the number one defense in the country. You know, so it's just, it's just, you got to, even when you have great players, and a lot of that, you got to put numbers, a lot on. of that talent, uh, 
not all of it, of course, but a lot of it played Peter Sermon. And that defense wasn't that great. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it's amazing what happens when you got a guy that kind of knows what he's doing. When you have elite players and elite coaching, it's sort of tough to lose. Yeah. So for me, you know, yeah, Sarkeesian, yeah, he had two and these ridiculous receivers and these great running backs. That's, that's great. But don't act like your mother could just show up in Tuscaloosa and roll up 400 yards and 50 points a game. You know, you got to be a good coach and know what you're doing over there. Otherwise, you get sniffed out. You know, look at the points they put up on LSU and, Al- and, uh, and Auburn this year. They didn't lose those games on offense. So if Sarkeesian is the guy, that's a very respectable, very, very good hire for Mississippi State. And it's somebody you can get behind and feel pretty confident that the program will go in the right direction under him. He's got to make some some good hires along the staff. You know, we'll see how he does when he's sort of the lead dog of recruiting. Uh, if I'm Will Rogers, I'm excited because he's a guy who's you know gonna he's a quarterbacks coach. Uh, you know, if I'm Ty Keys or, or Luke Altmyer, top two quarterbacks in the state for 2021, I'm intrigued by that. All of a sudden, you've got two coaches in the state who know how to coach quarterbacks. So that's gonna be that's something exciting, you know. And then from yeah, from a from our perspective of wanting some drama and things like Sarkeesian and Kiffin, I have always been I have heard the rumors that they don't get along, they never got along great through their years. And so maybe we maybe maybe the rivalry is gonna get a little 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 heated. I don't know. I don't know if it, if that's possible or not, but we'll see. Uh, we'll you see. Know, hopefully it doesn't get toxic. No, no, nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. All right. Tomorrow's show, we're going to record when we get back from wrestling. And if you're listening, uh, anybody at the MSU Media Relations or anything, please, God, not between 7 and 9. Just don't break the, the hire between 7 p.m. and 9 p.m. And everybody will be happy. I think that we're, I think we'll be okay. I think we're either going to know before, and if we don't know before, mm-hmm. then we're not going to worry about it tomorrow. Yeah, I agree with that. But that said... Uh, Joel and I will record tomorrow night. We may be very well talking about the new coach. We will definitely be talking about what happens with MSU in Alabama on uh, on Wednesday night over in uh, Tuscaloosa. Rough night, college basketball in this state. Ole Miss with a terrible, terrible loss uh, to Texas A and M. Not a good start to the conference play for the Rebels. State needs to bounce back with a with a win against uh, Alabama. We'll see if that happens. Uh, anything else to report? Obviously, Joel and I will tell you about it. And of course, like we said, by the time you listen to this podcast, everything we could we just said may be completely obsolete. That's the risk you run sometimes. But, but I think most state fans mm-hmm. are uh, like refreshing their phones and not going to bed till late, and they're, yeah. they're like keeping okay. up with things. So okay. uh, I mean, they you could listen to this tonight. Yeah, that's true. And that's so true. yeah, you do that, you don't have to worry about it being obsolete. There you go. All right, for Joel T. Coleman, Woo. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.